there, guys. Welcome back to episode two of the Everyday Awesome podcast powered by the 100 series. I am Juwan Arrington. I am the guy who's uh, the man behind the curtain, uh, behind the brand, the lifestyle brand, all about promoting positivity right here in the Quad Cities community. And uh, we are going to be talking to another super awesome person here in the Quad Cities area. Uh, she's doing some big things, uh, awesome uh, entrepreneur, move maker. Renee Appleby, how are you? I am doing well. So Renee, go ahead and just, uh, just uh, uh, tell the people about a little bit about who you are and what it is that you're doing here in the area. Um, my name is Renee Appleby and I am originally from Galesburg. I currently am helping patients get a medical cannabis card in the state of Illinois. Um, I work at a medical cannabis clinic. So uh, go ahead and just talk about how did you get hooked up with, with the medical cannabis? How, how, how did that all, all come to be? Um, so I actually, um, it actually starts, um, my stepdad got sick with cancer. And um, when he got sick with cancer, I started realizing that cannabis could maybe help him with that. Um, so he ended up actually passing away um, a few years after we after he got diagnosed. And so I went to Colorado just kind of just kind of trying to relax. Um, I get to Colorado and I go into a dispensary and they asked me if I was trying to treat some type of pain. Um, I have terrible, um, a condition called endometriosis, which is involving with menstrual cramps. And I was actually going through that at the time when I was in Colorado. And so they offered me a pain patch and it actually worked. It, um, really? it completely killed my pain and it, I was a complete unbeliever. I was like, this is not medicine. People are just smoking to get high. And um, then I went there, they gave me this pain patch and it killed my cramps. I, I was free of pain and it was almost, it was just an eye-opening moment to me. So after I left Colorado, I came back to Illinois and I started doing as much research as possible. I found out that they already had a program in the works and then um, I ended up just reaching out to people and I ended up getting an internship while I was in college to work in the industry. We'll talk about that internship. Where, how did that come about? Um, so Facebook is a great place to connect with people. Um, so I, I Googled or I, I searched on Facebook, um, medical cannabis, just cannabis in general, marijuana. And I came across a magazine. It was a, um, it was a guide to help patients figure out what dispensaries that they wanted to go to. And so I reached out to the creator of that magazine and she ended up saying that we would be a good partnership together. And so I started interning for her. Um, that business actually led me to another business to help patients get their medical cannabis card. Um, it was still the same internship, just um, different people I was working with. And then from there, I started working at an organization in um, Canton, Illinois, called Medical Cannabis Outreach cool. after graduation. Okay. And now you are with... It's called Starflower? Yep, so I work in Fulton, Illinois. Um, it's called Starflower Clinic. Um, it's just three employees, so it's myself, and then a receptionist, and then the doctor. And all three of us, we help patients, guide them to get the medical cannabis card. And a uh, side note here is that um, I actually went and, uh, when I first spoke to you up there in Fulton, I saw that uh, a couple friends of mine, Ali uh, Garagova and Max Garaga, their dad actually has a chiropractic clinic across the street there i didn't know that it's like wow this is a super small world so that was just a, just a, a fun little fact i always wanted to throw out there yeah and fulton is a super small town um when i first found out that they had a location in fulton i was like where is fulton at and um it's right across the bridge in clinton iowa 
And yeah, it's a very small, low-key town. They have the chiropractor. They have a really great um, restaurant called Crumpets there. And it's, they also have the dispensary there. Now, the dispensary and Starflower Clinic have no affiliation whatsoever. Um, the dispensary is actually where patients can pick up the medicine after they get their card, and we just actually help the patients get the card. Cool, 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 cool. So let's talk about kind of like the, the state of cannabis at the current moment here. In Illinois, uh, bill got passed that marijuana or cannabis will be legal starting next January. So talk about talk about how, how how big that is, and like how that's affecting the stigma and how people view cannabis. So right now, um, it is medically legal if you go through the process um, and talk to a doctor and they sign off, or if you're a veteran and you send in your medical records, you can get your medical cannabis card. But starting January 1st, 2020, any adult over the age of 21 years or older will be able to purchase cannabis legally. Um, it will be recreational cannabis, but it still will be cannabis. Um, one thing that I look at, um, a lot of people will correlate recreational cannabis and say that it's comparable to alcohol. I compare, but I compare it to over-the-counter cannabis. So I still look at it as medicinal. I just look that they didn't go through all the steps that they had to go through to get that. Kind of how I went to Colorado and they asked me what I was trying to treat and it still right. helped me beneficially medically. I just didn't see that it was going to do that in the beginning. So, um, so what it will mean January 2020 is that if you are over the age of 21 years older, with a ID that shows your age, you will be able to go into a licensed dispensary um, and purchase medical or purchase just recreational cannabis legally. Now I have to ask: Is there like a, a like a an effect difference between whether it's whether it's like um, eaten or absorbed to a patch or? whether you inhale it, is there like, like a, how, 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 does, how are, or what are those differences? So cannabis is so complex that it's going to affect each individual different. So, um, I, I actually use numerous intake methods and I, I agree that each of them actually does affect me differently. If I smoke a joint, it's going to make me more relaxed. Um, if I, if I eat some CBD, I won't feel it as much, but I will feel no pain. Um, whereas if I was to just rub it on a, a an area that is directly affected, um, it's going to just target that area versus get my whole body high. So yes, intake methods are very important and also knowing what kind of cannabis that you're using is important. Black market, you don't really know what you're purchasing, you know, you could be getting a sativa and indica hybrid. Honestly, you could be getting grass and you really probably wouldn't know. Oh you could gosh. be getting hemp, you know, and, and just a lot of people just don't know the difference. Um, and so once you go to a dispensary, you're actually knowing what you're buying. You're leaving with stuff that has labels and packaging. It's all been lab tested. So there's like a, a certain like strain of cannabis depending on what your condition is. There are. And, but the thing is, is, like I said, cannabis is so complex. So um, I use ARC, which is alien rock candy, in order to fall asleep at nighttime. But some people feel energetic once they take alien rock candy. So it really depends on your your biology and your body. So what's the so what's the uh, like the process then of is it just trial and error? It is. It's a hundred percent trial and error. When you come see me, I will talk you through kind of giving you the basics, letting you know there's different types of cannabis. Um, but I suggest that patients actually carry a diary when they when they start medicating, just to write down how they feel after they try stuff. Yeah. Now when I was at your clinic uh, a few weeks ago, I saw there was like a, a board and it listed like all of the different conditions mm -hmm. that cannabis can treat. And one of them I saw was lupus, and I know a woman who actually um, has lupus. Talk about talk about like how there are so many different 
conditions that can be treated through just through through the same thing. So cannabis um, has these things called cannabinoids, and the cannabinoids are going to be like your THC, your CBD, your CBN, your CBG, CBC. All of those um, three-letter whatever they are, they don't really make sense to a lot of people unless they really look at the science mm -hmm. behind them. But CBD helps people with anxiety, THC can help people with pain, CBN helps people with sleep. So it's really looking at those different cannabinoids in the medicine and then finding out how they will work with your condition. Um, so PTSD, a lot of my patients, um, it's like a, a mixture of anxiety, depression, insomnia, agitation. When they start using CBD, they feel more calm. Um, they start using CBN, they're able to sleep at nighttime. Um, patients that feel pain, they can um, use just a cannabis syringe that has a high THC and then they won't feel as much pain. So for like someone, a patient who may have never had any type of experience at all with, with cannabis, what are some of like the, the, the questions that you get from them or is there any like any apprehension or any like concerns, fears, anything like that? There is. And so we actually start patients off with the lowest dose of THC. Um, there are two specific strains in Gel or in Illinois, I'm sorry, um, that we recommend for patients. And um, we just start them off as low as possible because the, the side effects of THC can kind of be unwanted if you don't understand what it's going to feel like. Um, it can make people feel off balance, make them feel head high. Um, and some people just don't want that. They just want to feel normal and not have pain. So um, high CBD, low THC to begin with. And we will start them off, like I said, with the smallest amount of dose. See how that works with a couple days. And then we will um, modify that suggestion if we need it. All right. All right. Um, now, also, I want to switch gears and talk about um, an event that you held last Monday, actually. Yes. Talk, talk about the, the, the Illinois Women in Cannabis. So, Illinois Women in Cannabis came to the Quad Cities last Monday. It was 9.30, um, and it was a great event. We had a good turnout. And what Illinois Women in Cannabis is, is um, it's a non-for-profit organization that allows women and men both to kind of just network and get to know each other, build connections, and, and work with each other to build a better industry altogether. Um, so we had an event at Bent River. It was from 6 to 9, and we just had a great night full of small, um, small conversations and a lot of new faces and similar faces. So it was a good event. Good deal. So let's um, talk about, I'll talk about like, like the, I know you, you kind of mentioned already, but... Why is it so important to get women more involved in, in this, this industry? So, um, you may know already, but men are, are dominant workers. I mean, if you look in any industry, more than likely there's going to be more men CEOs than women CEOs. And so with this industry being so new, I think that we just want women to actually get a fair game in this. Um, we don't want... Like I said in the interview, women are natural healers and we understand pain. Um, we understand we can feel emotions more than some men can. And so I think that we are, we should be at the headlines of the dispensaries and the clinics. Um, and also women are natural growers. Just think of how many women are, are gardeners. And so there's a lot of opportunity for women. So, so there's that throw. So they could actually be growing cannabis then or, or learning how to grow cannabis. So, and what's interesting is that after January 1st, patients are going to have the chance to grow their own cannabis. Really? So each patient will be able to grow up to five plants in their house. They do have to have an enclosed area, but it is going to save a ton of money for our patients throughout the state of Illinois. So um, they have the opportunity to grow their own, or they can work in a cultivation center. Now, the cultivation centers, um, there's, a, there's a few of them around the state of Illinois. 
Um, and they are actually hiring right now. So your Crescos, your Revolutions, your GTIs, if you are interested in getting in the industry, Google those names and start filling out applications for them because they will be looking for you if you are interested. It's very cool, very cool. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about, so we covered the, the IWC, we covered uh, how recreational um, marijuana is gonna be, um, how people are gonna be able to Take advantage of that. How do you how do you, do you see the recreational cannabis affecting the medical cannabis field? You know, I'm I'm uncertain about it right now. I do think that the medical cannabis side will still thrive, um, but access people like access. If they can go into a store and they can purchase it, um, they're they're going to do that, and they may not want to pay the the initial fee and go through the steps to get their medical cannabis card. But once they see how Illinois is taxing it, um, so tax rates can go as high as 25% on medical cannabis products, which is a huge price for just taxes on medicine. So, um, and, and medical patients are exempt from that tax, so they won't be paying as much for their medicine as recreational users. Um, so I do still think that there's going to be a need for medical just because we're still going to be able to grow and we will be taxed less. But I do think that the recreational side will, will thrive as well. Okay. So, uh, so... Um so, not, not to use um, a strange word, but so people can quote unquote light up or not, not have to get a, a prescription card then? Yes. So, um, what will happen is that starting January 1st, you are going to be, um, they're, they're actually not going to be able to do sales at midnight. A lot of people had a misconception that at midnight, January 1st, they were going to be able to do that. They are going to start sales the next morning. Um, so that morning, you can just show a driver's license that proves that you are 21 years or older. You can actually be from Illinois or out of state because it is a recreational cannabis, and you will be able to purchase cannabis. Now, once you purchase that cannabis, you do have to go into a private residence in order to light up. There will be no public consumption unless it is like um, specified as a cannabis cafe or a cannabis lounge which they are still in the works of making those and those are up to your local jurisdiction versus just the yeah. state yeah and it's also um, good too because they're going to be like overturning some convictions as well they are they're going to be expunging records and then they're going to be um, for people that have over 30 grams to 500 grams they're going to be able to like write in and and see if they can get that sentenced that their sentence like lessened or, or completely gone that's, that's really that's really good. It is. Expungements are totally needed, especially because a lot of people are making a lot of money on things that other people were doing and they're sitting in jail for now. Okay. So, um, so how cool is it to just see that there are more and more states that are, that are legalizing you know, cannabis, marijuana, um, Illinois being one of the latest ones? Well, what does that say to you that more that more of this change is happening in the country times are definitely changing i think that people are starting to see that cannabis is um less harmful legalized than it was when it was not legalized um i also think that cannabis is medicine and i think that people are starting to see that as long as it is used responsible um responsible use is not abuse and a lot of people will say oh it's comparable to alcohol but it does not affect the same motor skills that alcohol affects um so I, I, I think that it definitely is positive that a lot of these states are, are starting to become more accepting. Cool. 
And I was actually at a seminar a few days ago um, and they talked about drug testing. And one thing that they mentioned is that they may start getting rid of pre-employment and random drug testing for cannabis specifically, just because they think that they're going to start losing a lot of good employees if they're randomly. That's really good. That's it really is. good. Yeah, it really is good. Yeah, because I know, especially at the last few jobs that I've had, that they've had, you know, you know, mandatory drug tests before you could even, you know, get on like get on the get on the work floor. Mm -hmm. You got to you got to do that. And some of the jobs, not to knock down the jobs, but it's like, why do I need to do a drug test for this job? You know? Yeah. And, and it's like that was one thing that they said, like people that have a CDL, so school bus drivers or people that drive a semi, um, police officers. Um, people that need their attention when they're working, they will still have those pre-employment drug testing and those random drug testing. But you're right, like for for a company that is selling ta or doing taxes or something, that's kind of it doesn't make any sense that you can't use cannabis outside of work. And um, even though that they are changing those pre-employment um, drug testing and, and on-site drug testing, they still will not be allowed to like use cannabis at work. There is still drug-free workplace no matter what. You can just medicate outside of the the facility and not get penalized. Cool, cool, cool. So let's talk more about um, some new things that you're working on. What I know you had the event last Monday. Um, right now it's, it's October 7th? <laughs> I need to check the date myself. It might be the 8th. It's, the, it's the October 7th or 8th. I'll, <laughs> I'll write it. I'll, I'll put it in the caption for this podcast and <laughs> you'll know it then. So um, last week you had the IWC event. What's the next thing for Renee? Um, so we are actually working on getting a couple vendor tables. Um, there is a women's night coming up in Clinton, Iowa, so we're thinking about getting a table there. Um, we also do a free yoga event at the Tax Slayer Center every year, so um, we're, we're getting ready to get that going again. And we're honestly just getting ready for this recreational bill. We're, we're seeing how it's going to affect our clinic. Um, one thing I did want to mention is that once cannabis does become legal, um, we will be able to grow your own once you're a medical patient. So it is still very important to get that medical card. And the taxes are going to be a lot, lot less. Oh, speaking I wanted to ask you, because we live on the border with Iowa, and Iowa has not made recreational marijuana legal, how, is there any concern that there might be, like, people coming from across the river trying to take, take advantage of that? Or, or what's, how, what, what are the laws in place for that? So um, they're still working those out, I believe, but... Any out-of-state resident, are they're going to get half of what an in-state resident are, is allowed. So in-state residents can buy up to 30 grams of flour, 5 grams of concentrate, and 500 milligrams of THC edibles. Iowa residents, Indiana residents, Wisconsin residents will get half of that, coming in at 15 grams of flour, 2.5 grams of cannabis concentrate, and then 250 milligrams of cannabis edibles. Um, how they are going to regulate that and control that is still unknown but colorado did it and, and nebraska didn't die so we'll see <laughs> we'll see what happens all right all right all right, all right. so talk let's, let's talk more about you what are some things that, that you do to like to stay focused on your goals and your ambitions and what you're trying to do so I'm, I'm really doing this for the patients, honestly. I think that cannabis is medicine for a long, long time. Um, this wasn't actually accepted. Um, I know a lot of people that actually use cannabis, and I, I noticed throughout the years that it helped them, and I think that it should really just be given, um, people should be given the access to it. So I'm just trying to get the word out to get medical so then people can start growing their own. They can, they can save some money in the long run. 
and to get people just educated about cannabis and let them know that this is not a scary plant. It is not what they told you back in the day. Times it's are not reefer madness. It is not reefer madness. Not at all. All right. Is there anything else that you would like to share, get out to the public that you want to communicate to the people of the great Quad City area? So cannabis is medicine. And please, please get your medical cannabis card if you are going to be a chronic user because you will save a lot more money in the long run. All right. And how can people find you? Um, so I actually have an Instagram page. Um, people call me Canna Curls, and it's with two S's because they took my first page down. And then they can also message me on Facebook at Startflower Clinic. I run that Facebook page. Or you can give me a call at 815-208-7703 at Starflower Clinic. All right. Well, thank you so much, Renee. And uh, thank you all at home for listening to this episode two of the Everyday Awesome podcast. Stay tuned to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash 100 series, Instagram, 100 underscore series. And uh, thank you all again. And as always, we'll see you soon.